All right. You ready to start talking about this shit? Let's do it. Are you kidding me? It's episode five, the book of Boba Fett. Kind of. Um, I can't wait. I am so excited to talk about this episode in general. But before we do it, everyone, if you're brand new, I know you're searching for Book of Boba Fett uh, reviews out there and you stumbled upon this one, show a little bit of class. Will you hit that subscribe button, hit the notification button also. That helps, um, you know, oh, you know, I just stumbled across one. Just subscribe, will you? Help us out. Hit that button. Do it. And if you like podcasts, well, you can then subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. Do it. Show a little. All right, man. So Bryce Dallas Howard comes in and just annihilates this episode. Now, before we even get into this thing, and this is spoilers, obviously, um, I, I, I didn't even read the article. I just saw someone, some article that said this is the, the worst episode of the book of Boba Fett, but the best episode of The Mandalorian. Nonsense. Nonsense. Well, it is The Mandalorian in order to make the show good. They're creating a shared universe. They're creating a shared universe all the way to, to the end of this episode combining it and there is no mandalorian season three this episode uh this year uh or, or last year rather so um they you know they, they gave you this this is episode one basically of season three but it leads into everything that we had set up these little tidbits of information that we had set up with the pikes and and getting back to tatooine and questions that by the way had been left answered too long by the time we get to the next season of mandalorian like all oh, right that thing happened with bo katan and the dark saber and now you're refreshed just like that getting back into it there's so much there's so much to talk about in general with this one um so let's just get into it right right away it is the book of boba fett and so and and by the way last week so people were asking me uh, throughout the comments hey didn't you hear the music didn't you hear the music you didn't know mandalorian was coming back and i was like guys I try to watch this thing in the morning and I don't want to wake up anybody. So I was watching on low volume. So I missed the music cue. Definitely went back and saw it the second time around. And yeah, well, they're bringing him back. And then they tweeted out, okay, they're, they're, they're leaving, leaning heavily on the fact they're going to bring him back. The question is how and when and how long? Well, they answer you right away. From the second you see the silhouette when it pops up in the Rocky meat locker, you're like, oh, okay, here we go. He's coming right back. We're, we're, we're not even going to tease it. Let's do it. And there he is. Danny shows up. The question is, you still start asking yourself, well, where is this in time? Is this, well, he's got the spear that Ahsoka gave him. So it seems like it's not too far along after the events of Mandalorian season two. What's he been doing with himself? Where is he? Why is he, why is he here? Um, is he meeting Boba? What's, what's going on? No, he's not meeting Boba. He's going through the meat shop with all these guys. And then he's like, I got a bounty for it. And I need to find this dude. Where is he? He's like, uh, I don't know. Let's let's talk about it, and this is the gangster scene, by the way, that we've been looking for in the book of Boba Fett. Um, and again, not saying well they did it, be, it and it works because Mandalorian is doing it. No, it's still in this. It's this is still called the book of Boba Fett. This is still inside of the 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 idea of here's the muscle that they want to get, and we're gonna see exactly why they want this muscle. If you're the first time, you've never watched the Mandalorian and you see this and you're just watching because of book of Boba Fett and here's this dude a lot of it would probably be confusing because they reference a ton of shit from the lore from Mandalorian which I loved but you could see where people get lost but it does set up for people who are watching it for the first time that this guy's looking for a bounty and it's I don't know what you're talking about I'm not I'm not sure you don't know what I'm talking about well unless this is your ugly twin brother 
fuck face, get in the uh, get in the car because I'm taking you out, or whatever the hell he's riding in at this point because he doesn't have the razor crest. We find that out later. So this dude's like, uh, well, can we can we try to figure this out? And he's like, no. And he throws that line. I can either take in warm, or I can take you in cold. And then he breaks out the saber in the middle of the battle. And if you could have seen my face when he takes the dark saber out, because right away you're telling us, okay, so here we go. He is he has the saber, but he's using it for bounties. He's not going to Mandalore yet. He is absolutely doing the thing, same thing that he was doing. He's collecting bounties, but he's doing it with the dark saber. And so he's just mowing aliens down left and right he's just mowing them down and you're like okay so he's now he's even more ruthless as he was before and then this happens so the what everyone has been kind of looking for right and i think and i and i'm and i'm not comparing boba fett to mandalorian here because a lot of people were saying well the, the boba fett a lot i see this comment a lot Boba Fett is man mandalorian din is what we always wanted from boba fett it's kind of ruthless um, bounty hunter who just no holds barred devastating right we've set up in this series that that's not the Boba Fett we have anymore Boba Fett has is looking at a different he, he's he's more about uh, his his tribe he's more about um, r- ruling with respect and all of that Din he ain't changed because what happens he throws this guy down and where Boba would probably grab him at this point in his life and say hey man look let's figure this out because I need to no slice right in half. And by the way, before this even happens, it shows great. It shows absolutely um, the idea that he hasn't learned how to use this saber yet because he almost slices his leg off as he's wielding it around because it's getting heavy on him. And then he just guts this guy in half, takes him out, slices him in half, and he walks out with his head. He's like, yeah, you know, I said, I'm not going to, I'm not taking the whole body with me. I'm just going to prove I got the bounty. Here's his head. So we're going straight up good fellas or whatever it is. And he's not even working for any of the gangsters yet. He's just collecting bounties. And these idiots were like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fight you. Oops, you got a dark saber. Maybe we should have just uh, gave it, gave up our boss. But I love, oh yeah, yeah. Subscribe. That's perfect. That's what I meant to hit. So. He walks out with the head and he tells them, hey, listen, none of the credits in there. They're not mine. You want to fight me? You want to go? And at this point, he's like, he probably doesn't want to fight anymore because his leg is killing him. And he's like, he sees all the meat workers. And look, meats, I got your boss's head in a bag. That should tell you enough. Don't mess with me. Just grab all the shit. Get your extra meat for your family and leave me alone. And they do. They leave him alone. And then he shows up to this thing, this modern thing. And by the way, this is the whole point. And I and I this drove me crazy last week. I'm sorry, it drove me crazy uh, in the comment section. I saw both this and Sith Council. People kept saying, "Hey, I just want to let you know, like mods have always been a part of Star Wars modification." I I know. I never even complained once that the mods were were shouldn't be in Star Wars. I complained about the look and the feel and the tone of how it felt like it was in Alita: Battle Angel and Fifth Element as opposed to Star Wars. Now, when you go to this, when you go to this, and what they have switched up dramatically, if you stick those mods that they show, those kids, even in the fifth element ways, in this place, it looks like it fits a little bit more in where they are. Because, there's like, you know, he's walking around here, and he's showing up, and he's, and he's limping, and he's walking around with a head in a bag. Hey, 
What'd you bring? I brought some uh, some fruit from Nabu. How about you? A head. I have a head in the bag. Okay, you win. So he gets on the alien on the ship with this alien, you know, and it's and it's an alien. It's not a dude in a baseball cap and a and a you know a a, 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 a sweater and whatever it is and and and. and saying hey man how are you doing it's an alien and he's and it's it's a subtle subtle moment who looks over and goes "Uh oh i don't like being on the i don't trust this guy and even looks at him and din looks over to him he's like oh don't want to look at that i don't don't want trouble and it was subtle that's the type of humor i love in star wars i love it and it was such a great moment where he's and he's just like he's just doing the job and he goes in and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be there. And and this is what I love about the concept art at the end of the uh, the episodes. By the way, if you look at the concept art, it's just like the one alien who's just sitting there by himself, and he walks in. But they stuck some people there, and he's got in this in this the, the boss, high powered boss, obviously, just chilling. And all these people, by the way, you look at these outfits. Look at the look at the lady next to him. Who, if she's on Tatooine, I'm probably complaining about the same thing that I'm complaining with the other ones. She's fitting here. She looks like she fits here. This looks like very prequel-esque to me, right? And they're just hanging out, chilling. And he's like, look, sit down. Let's talk. I got some more work for you. And he's like, I don't want it. I came here for my information. Where's what I want? He's like, all right, fine. It's by Kazak Alley down by the heat vendor. Just go. Because he was going to say, I'll give the head to somebody else. Somebody else is going to want this head. You know? And look at everybody dressed in the background. They're all dressed like we were talking about, but it fits in. So that's my point. Not the fact that it can exist. It's the fact of where does it exist. And this, the way that this setup exists for me. And then we start playing around and going back into, and this is where you have to be a Mandalorian fan, or at least know the lore, to start understanding a lot of these references that start coming in. When you get to this point, obviously, where he's here, you're like, oh, this full episode is just going to be about the Mandalorian because this is, this is essentially episode one of season three and then we get the we we get our girl the wielder and she is she not mess with her she's awesome she's so great and i love that she's just there waiting he's hurting and he and she sends Vistla over and i love the fact we get the confirmation Vistla's alive you know and Vistla comes over and they start having a conversation and 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 i love this scene because he and voiced by Favreau and he's telling he's telling um this is a look man thank you for saving me back there I didn't get a really a chance to do it and I'm and I'm sorry I went down that way and he's this is like look it uh it, there's three of us left now it sucks but you know you did you did, we did what we had to do and uh, and that's it and I love this scene because it was a reconnection of that and we didn't really get much of that after season and season two or in between season one season two of Mandalorian and we now we don't really have to do it yet in the new season and we get a combination of of a lot of things that are happening and a lot of the things that have happened thus far and and it answers questions for us right questions of like hey everything that went down with that dark saber like what's the deal how does that how does that all work because then she takes the dark saber she's like how the hell wait a minute because he's like what do you know about this and she's like well wait a minute you got to win it in combat if you don't win it in combat Come on in. Blow the leaves everywhere you got to go. This is a perfect time to do it. Go ahead. Blow the leaves. Blow the leaves all over the place. 
Just, just you know what? Stick it in my ear. Stick the leaves in my ear. Blow it out of my nose so maybe that I can make a cool sound effect and it doesn't sound like a leaf blower. How about that? Do you want to just come over and do the reviews for me, Mr. Leaf Blower? Just, come, just Might as well. Come on in. That, come on in. That's right. That's right. Yeah, just come in. Come sit down right next to the Darksaber, and, and why don't you fight the Darksaber with the fucking blower, okay? Because it's like, at this point, it's like I feel you're doing it on purpose. Stupid. Just now, now, now the Leaf Blower is screaming at me. It's just screaming at me. It's like, no, we're not going to let you talk about the dark Darksaber. You're, you're, come on in. Just come on in. That's, you might as well. You might as well. All right. So she got the dark saber, and she says, what happened here? How'd you get this? And they start talking about it and everything. And then she brings up Bo-Katan and this whole conversation and the history of Bo-Katan inside of the Clone Wars and the breakdown of the Clone Wars and Rebels of what happened afterwards when she was given the Darksaber, but she didn't win it in battle, and they answered that question because that was the question that we were asking. Like, wait a minute, but Bo-Katan got it. She didn't win it in battle. They're never going to address it. They addressed it. And they said, well, that's why, because there's a prophecy, and the prophecy says that if you don't win it on bat, and if you win it in battle, you could restore Mandalorian to its rightful place. But she didn't do that. And then we then started to where'd you get this? Where'd you get this, by the way? Let's not talk about the dark saber. Where'd you get this Beskar spear? And he's like, Well, a Jedi gave it to me and it blocks lightsaber. She's like, Yeah, but you can also kill people. You can kill our kind with it. So instead of doing that, why don't you stick to the dark saber and let's forge something out? What do you want me to make? An airplane? Make a balloon? Like, no, why don't you make something for the kid? She's like, All right, I'll make something for the kid. And that starts to set up the 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 the, the Grogu. There's rumors that Grogu was coming back in this. And we were like, well, it's got to it's gotta make sense. Well, it started to make sense. But the question also is, are we going to see Luke again? Because that's where he is. And they, they say as much in this. And the fact that the understanding between the, the wielder, the armor, and, and, and Din and saying, like, look, I want to make something for a youngling, a specific youngling, or foundling, rather, um, and, and she's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then they had the conversation. She's like, all right, point, point made. So she starts forging that. And all this stuff that is like this within however long this scene goes where he finds them and all the history that starts to go down. And she starts to tell some more. And then we see the Mandalorian, the, the, the purge on Mandalore and what, what goes down on Mandalore. And then we get into this Terminator-esque like, I mean, come on, when you see that, do you not think of, uh, of the Terminators? And look at that shot. That shot is something like when you're walking around Celebration or Comic-Con or wherever, and you see that art, you go, oh, my God, I need that. And not only do you say I need that, you say I need to see that in, in a movie or a TV show. Well, here you go. And this is the purge that we keep hearing about. And then you get the, the, these, these droids that, and it looks like the K2SOs, right? That's what it looks like. It looks like a bunch of K2SO droids, but just wreck and shop and looks very Terminator-esque. And, just, and, we, and we go back to that and we get more into that history. And what I loved about that history was the idea of, look, the people that stuck by our code and they were all, we were off, they, they, they moved our sect to another, another place and had not, we would have been wiped out. But because we were gone 
and we lived by the code, we're good. So let's stick by the code here. At this point, you think she might have said, hey, before I start doing all this stuff for you, have you removed your mask yet? Just curious. You? You? But we get to that later. Um, and I'm glad that I'm glad it happened the way it did. I'm just saying. So she forges this thing for baby Grogu or Grogu. And then we get into the training. And this sets up like he doesn't just know how to use this thing. It's getting heavy. There's a reason for it. We find out the reason the Vizsla, the original Vizsla made it a thousand years ago was because he was half Jedi, half Mandalorian. And, and the idea that um, that to, to use the force to be able to basically don't. Don't try to control and fight back with the sword. Let it become you. Like that's what Obi Wan was. Let the, let the the Jedi is a, the is the, the weapon is an extension of the Jedi, and it should be an extension. And that's what the that's what is trying to tell Mando here. And just was like cut it out. But but consistent to his character, he's like I don't I want to try again. I want to keep going. I wanna, let's let's do it. She's like yeah, don't push it. And then Vissa comes in. He goes maybe you don't deserve it. My house forged it, so. Let's do it. And I love the code between the two, uh, between all three of them. It's like, I'm going to challenge you for it in battle. You want it in battle. Fair enough. And they also, they mention how, except everything with Gideon and how, what's, what's he doing? Why didn't you kill him? Well, they're going to set him up for trial. They might just put him to death there. Like, we'll see. See how that works out. But the idea of now that this is like, well, I want it, I want it for my house and I'm going to, and there's always been this rivalry between the two of them. They have respect for each other, but now let's, let's do it. Do you accept? And he doesn't say, he doesn't do the, I don't know. I don't want to fight you, man. He goes, no, all right, let's do it. Let's scrap. So there's this standoff between the two of them in this like old school Western way. He breaks out the dark saber. Vizsla breaks out like, you know, the, the little vibral blade or whatever he's got with the shield and then they just go at it, and they start scrapping. And Vizsla's a big dude. Starts knocking him around a little bit, and and he's slashing at him with the with the saber. And, and then Vizsla gets a hold of the saber, and he's like, "All right, I, I, this is this is my weapon." You can feel it's almost like the ring, the ring of power. But then he switches it on him. Didn't get some back moves on him, and he, she's like, "And she's all right. Enough, enough is enough." And that's when we get to that question of, "Hey, by the way, Vizsla, Vizsla you ever take your mask off?" He's like, "No." So you can ask me that right now. This guy's kicking my ass. You, uh, no, I didn't show my face. Even in that twilight I was talking to, I wanted to. I didn't have a chance because I, I stick by the code. She's like, all right, all right. How about you? You? Nothing. Hey, you hear what I'm saying to you, putz? Did you, did you, did you, did, did you show your face? Eh, yeah, a couple times, but Bill Bird, he was not going to tell anybody. She's like, well, tough because now you're not a Mandalorian. He's like, well, what can I do? She's like, you got to go to the mines of, go underwater somewhere in Mandalore, whatever she's had. And he's like, but that, those are gone. She's like, that's it. That's my, that's my, that's what I got for you. He's like, fine. I'll go swim underwater somewhere. I'll see you later. He takes off and he goes back. And then, and then that's when we start to get into the thing of, okay, but how is this tying into Boba Fett? And then you hear in the background subtly, it's like, a, they hear the, the, the commercial sh- the ship to Tatooine is taken off. And you're like, okay, well, here we go. Now we're getting into it. What's he doing now? How's he going to get there? Why is he, why is he getting involved? Um, and there's this whole thing. She, and, and I didn't know what was about to happen here because the, the droid's like, you can't take any of your weapons. And there's this hilarious scene. This is, again, the humor I really enjoy. In this show that I thought was done well, I always referenced the comedy that is that was well done in, in Mandalorian in that one scene when Mando like lights the Jawas on fire. 
you know, he's, and because they make fun of his him speaking Jawa. And this, it's like this subtle humor of, well, you can't take all these weapons in. And then he basically strips his entire thing full. And he, all he has is weapons. And he's got his Dexter case. And he's got his knife and his and his blaster and he's and he puts everything in there and then he tells a droid he's like I know everything that's in there so don't steal don't thank my shit and then he's sitting on the he's sitting on the ship he's just waiting what's what's he gonna do and I love this scene because again talking about the the concept art the concept art was a human child but it was very smart to turn it into a Rodian because that starts to get him down that idea of oh Grogu and he starts thinking about Grogu and he's got the uh, and he's got and he's got the thing that the armorer had made for him, and we still don't really know what it is, but he's got he's got it in there, and he's ready. He's just like, I gotta go, I gotta visit this kid. The question is, Grogu is Grogu on Tatooine? Is Luke hanging out on Tatooine again? You'd figure Luke would want nowhere to be near Tatooine, but nonetheless, we go to Tatooine. We're back to Tatooine, and we get to the uh, the, the cruiser comes in. He gets his Dexter case, and he's got he's got everything in there. He makes sure his inventory is there. He's got the dark saber. I don't know about leaving that dark saber in that case, but hey, he did it. And then we, all right, so we're gonna get into the Amy Sedaris part because I've been very vocal in the fact that I haven't uh, the Amy Sedaris scenes in Mandalorian not my favorite, and I don't know what it is about this, and maybe it's because there's been it's not the mayor's helper. Apologies, apologies, or. Do you have an appointment? It's not that. I might not like the character, but the character to me now has fit in. There's a couple times in the episode where I was like, okay, like we get to these Jawas jokes about how I used to date a Jawa and we just keep going on that joke for a long time. I'm like, all right, all right. Um we're going we're going for the we're we're going for the joke here and we're not we're we're not playing into the character anymore. And it, it was so it, it it didn't bother me at all. It was just like, okay, let's move, let's move. And did I think they spent a little time, too much time with the ship? Maybe. I didn't care. I was so invested in all of it. And what I really am digging about all of these series, well, first of all, let's let, I'll, I'll go back into that point. Amy Sedaris and the droids. And the droids are just complete pusses, if I can say that. They're, they're just scared out of their minds. They're like, okay, the creature's going to eat. You, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to go get a new job. Because man, I'm not helping you. You see what that thing was just doing to the other droid? Mando comes in, shoots the thing in the head. So, and then we we find out that he, the reason why he's there is because he's looking for a new Razor Crest. And then this is what I was going to talk about. I love what both of these series have done. I love what they're doing. When the Force Awakens came out, and I can tell you this from from personal experience, when we went to Star Wars Celebration that year, when you walked around on that floor. In Anaheim, there was you could not find official like prequel stuff, like the prequel stuff. Even the first line is like we're, we're going to be uh, begin to make things right or whatever it is in the Force Awakens. You couldn't find it. It was almost like it was being ignored for a while. Um, and I, whether that was fact or not, it certainly just felt that way. I remember talking about it with people. That is not the case anymore. They are embracing the prequels at full speed ahead, and it's obviously because of the involvement of, of Filoni and because the way that Favreau's writing this and and all that, but the fact that they got the way that they made this Naboo cruiser part of this, and now Din is running around on a Naboo cruiser, how awesome is that? That was so, so fun. When And he's looking, and he's like, this is a piece of crap. How'd you get this thing? And it, it, whether she got it from... Is is it the one was Anakin flying that thing, or was it one of the guards that crashed? You know, like uh, I, who knows how they got it? 
but I mean, it wasn't a guard, I guess, at the time because they were Naboo. But like, um, so it could have been Anakin's. I don't know. Who knows how the hell they got it? It doesn't really get into how she got it, but it doesn't matter. The fact is, they working on it. She's like, uh, it's going to take a little bit, but trust me on this one. You can have all your money back. And he's like, all right, let's let's build this thing out. So they had this scene, and this this scene was fun. I think it went on just a little too long. The building part of it, the building is like it's the same thing. Like, well, I got the Jawas. The Jawas are coming, and they have all these parts. And I like the idea that that the Jawas were the ones getting it. But that's when again these these the silly jokes about the 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 dating and furry Jawas and all that. It's like whatever. Um, but the droid, I love the idea. Now we're seeing more on, on Din and how he's accepting more of the droids. He was, he was not accepting the droids for a long time. He has this relationship with the droid. He even tells the droid, Hey, come on, dude, get it together. Stop twitching around and put the light on there. And then later on he tells the guys like, good job, little guy. And the little guy gets excited. But the Jawas come in and they, and they, they're, they're able to get the, the, the parts and goes out and says, look, this is what I need. And we need you to, and, and then this little shit rat pops up. This little thing. Is someone going to eat this thing? What's the point of that thing? Um, and they keep building the ship. They're building the ship, and that's when the little droid helps him out. He's very excited. They get the thing from Star Wars, the, the episode four. We always wanted to know, what is that thing? What does that thing do that they try to hold the, two, the, the trash compactor up with? It's part of a ship. Helps for the ship. And they get the cruiser working, and I loved this scene going back to beggars canyon getting it up getting the, the the ride and you see like remember this from everything we've seen so much tatooine the idea the most obviously all of it and zipping around tatooine and her talking to him in the tower this is where i didn't mind amy sedaris in this part the, the part where her talking to him and she's so excited i just what i didn't want to happen and it didn't i was like okay She's she's a good mechanic, right? So please don't have the ship just kind of conk out. And he's like, oh no, oh. and it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. I was like, okay, great. I was because I was so worried that was going to happen. I'm like, okay, oh well, maybe he needs a little more work. I didn't want that, and it didn't happen. And he's going through Beggars Canyon and he's flying around and he's so excited. He's so excited on how it works and how fast it is. And he's and he's he's really he's starting. Oh, she's like, I told you, I told you, you don't need a razor crest. Look at this thing. I love the idea this is his new ship. And they kind of, you know, the, the yellow is, is kind of faded off and it, so it fits him. And then you go back to that Rodian season. It was going to remind me of like Superman, the, the Christopher Reeve one when, when the little kid sees Superman running out the side. And then calling back once again. That the, Now, you're like, he, he dank Ferrix this one because he's like, okay, maybe I was, I was joyriding a little bit too much. And he says as much. He's like, look, I was just taking this thing for a spin. And what do they do? They bring Paul uh, Sun Hung Lee back. And he's like, hey, wait a minute. Your voice is familiar. Do I know you? Do we have to have some conversations? <laughs> then just dips. Love that. Love the, the whole idea of it. Him just testing it out, seeing exactly what this thing's capable of, what he can do. And he's ballsy, too, because the thing could have crapped out. It's been... They don't know how, 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 he didn't know how confident it was, but it was this kind of joyride thing. And some people are going to say, well, this is filler. They could have just gotten to the meat of it. No, it's this, this is the idea of, because even if maybe this is his ship going forward, he's not going to be able to get a lot of people on that ship with him. And this is his, this is his cruiser he's going to be zipping around on. But man, the thing, it goes super fast. It, it, it moves and they even say, how do you move the light speed? It wasn't light speed. Um, all of that worked really well. It was great to see Paul Sunhungly back. Um, he's, he, I like to see him do a little bit more. I think that he was probably going to have something to do with that new Republic show, but 
doesn't look like they're going to do that one. And there, there's rumors about um, uh, the Bo-Katan. And, and I always have to reference this because of my relationship with Katie. Um, I know nothing about anything when it comes to Bo-Katan, whether it comes to um, any any shows or anything, too. My personal opinion and guess, and she would just be tight-lipped if I asked her, uh, I think she's going to have a heavier role in Mandalorian Season 3. And this this proved to me that that's the case because of, of what they say about her relationship, what she's trying to do. There's this, this, this competing point of view between what Din is trying to do. Is he trying to get back into his sect and trying to work with her? So I think that's going to be the heavy focal point of, of season three, but who knows? Um, but anyway, he's zipping. So he's zipping around on this thing. And then what do we get? Comes back and she's like, look, your friend was looking for you, but we didn't let her in. And Fennec's just sitting there and, and uh, I'm in. And this is how it ties all together. And this is this is where it becomes actually the book of Boba Fett was this scene here that you could have started the episode with this, but you don't get this kind of excitement from that. You, you've you set up this character of Din Djarin and he is now, the, the, he has earned the right to for us to get the Mandalorian season three episode one to start this thing and then it ties it up because even leading into this scene you get the thing from amy sedaris where she's like well the pikes are just running shop and they're and 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 you know the jawas are they they stole it from the pikes because the pikes are they're ruining tattooing and they're taking over and they're doing everything and and that has been set up and that's where it ties in and that's our shared universe and that's what we know from the pikes and from the episodes that we've got with what they've done to the tuscan raiders to boba's problem with them the idea they're trying to take over his his territory and then you know you also get into this as they're having a conversation it's like hey you want to do a gig and he's like yeah it just depends what's the bounty and you know we just need some muscle but it's, it's for, for and he's like it's for boba all right free of charge i love that I love that. After what Boba did for him and the fact that Boba stayed true to his word and Boba said, hey, man, give me back my armor and I'm going to help you with this kid. And I'll help you get the kid back. And he stuck with him. And him and Boba are boys. And I also think that, you know, he probably knows a lot of the, the legend of Boba Fett being a bounty hunter. But, and, and and we're all set up. But it leads to that ending thing. And what he said is, and this is where I'm not confused, but wondering, we know that Dave Filoni is going to be doing the next episode. And he says at the end, he goes, like, before I before I come see Boba, I gotta I gotta visit my my little friend. And I gotta give him this thing. So here's my question. It is very possible with Dave Filoni in uh directing the next episode that we very much could see that. That we could see Luke, we could see um Grogu, we could see him visit, we could see all of that. Or we could fast forward. He's already dropped off the package, and we get right into the Boba Fett stuff and him helping out. I've seen my friend. I've done everything that I needed to do. Um, let's get to it. And then people who feel cheated of the Grogu Luke stuff, right, we'll see that in episode, official episode one of season three of Mandalorian. Now, it's unlikely because why do you set that up in this episode if you're not going to show it in the next is what I would guess. But I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But phenomenal episode all the way. And Bryce Dallas Howard, man, she is, she's three for three. Now, her first episode that she did, there were some, I had some issues with it, but really liked it, right, Mandalorian. 
second episode was the Bo-Katan episode was was incredible and this is her best episode so far out of all of them and I loved I loved the the Bo-Katan one really liked the first one but this is her best she's getting better and better and better and someone on Twitter said to me well why why are you giving Bryce Dallas Howard the credit and not Favreau well Favreau wrote it and you can always write some good stuff but it's it's the the it is the goal and it is the objective of the director to a make take that take the writing put it on on screen and also she is a really great actress she can get great performances and she can get the character development out of what she needs to do and she's done it and she's done it again and again and again um i loved it and i i do give a lot of credit to favreau here because favreau wrote a tremendous episode and this is what Favreau and Filoni do really well is when they have to tie in all of this stuff and all of the lore. And it's not just the lore from Clone Wars and the Lone War and the Clone Wars, um, excuse me, and the lore from Rebels. This is the lore from the Boba Fett series that they've been setting up also. Um, there was, you, know, you can argue with the modern stuff that Amy Sedaris is still part of the modern problem that they have. But I don't know. The thing that I don't know if I'm going to include her in that because I think with her, I don't necessarily love her character as much. She, she's grown on me. I can tell you that for sure. Um, but I still feel she fits on Tatooine. Like her outfit, her hair, like oh, everything. It, it, it fits. She the, the, And maybe again, maybe it's because it's accepting. But this fit into all the lore of the Mandalorian, all of the lore of, of Boba Fett that we've set up so far. This is a great episode. It's a great episode. I know there's going to be a lot of comments saying how they needed to rely on Mandalorian in order to, for people to enjoy this show again. Well, also look at in the fact that they're trying to create a shared universe throughout the entire thing. So they're telling a story throughout all of it, throughout all of it. Now, Acolyte's not going to be that because Acolyte takes place, I think, 50 years before Phantom Menace. But maybe it ties in then to Phantom Menace. I don't know. But this particular series did tie in to Mando from the start because of where Boba and Fennec were and how they met and all of that. And then they they tied it into Mandalorian in the last episode when they flashed back to show the, the relationship between Boba and Fennec. And now leading up to this and having the three of them team up again, uh, in Filoni's episode, I'm pumped. I think it was a great, great way to do it. They bring him in. And look, maybe they did need him. Maybe they did need him. Maybe you maybe you need that that character to 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 kick a little ass and to give us those kind of wow moments because I this was my reaction when he sliced that guy in half. I was in my kitchen. I went like this. That's what I did because that's the kind of moments I've been looking for. He sliced that dude in half and took his head. So anyway, I love this episode. I love this episode. I hope you love this episode the way I did, but you might not. Have. I don't know what the hell do I know? I think I know you guys. I don't. Um, but either way, I love this episode. I thought it was phenomenal. Very curious what you think. Please comment below and tell me exactly uh, what you thought of the episode. What I have noticed about these Boba Fett episodes, which I love, takes me about five to six days to go through all the comments. If you're brand new to the channel, I, I respond to every comment on this channel. And I um, it took it takes me about th it takes me a while to r respond to all the Boba Fett. So make it tough for me. Make it tough for me. Comment. Let's let's have a conversation about it. Tell me what you liked. Tell me what you didn't like. But it is also my um, my point about TV. Okay, so people are raving about this episode already. I believe we didn't have to sit 
in the stink of, of episode three. And I didn't even think it stunk. I just, there was a lot of, there was a lot in episode three I didn't like. There was a lot. I was like 50-50 of what I liked to what I didn't like. But a lot of people thought it stunk. Episode four, people are like, all right, it's better. Everybody's going to be raving about this. And you're still going to get that, yeah, it's because of Mandalorian. Fine. But you're still watching Star Wars TV. And you're still excited about Star Wars TV right now. Don't, don't start being a writer and going, well, it wouldn't have worked unless uh, they had Mandalorian. And did you enjoy the episode? Don't, don't, don't worry about whether or not it worked because. Did you enjoy the episode? Did you have fun watching Star Wars? That's the point. That's the point. So what? So they put a dark, they, well, they needed a dark saber. Cool. They put a dark saber in there. They had a, they, he was carrying a head around with a busted leg. He was carrying a head. Hey, Merry Christmas. Here's the head. Loved it. Hey, do me a favor. Show a little class and subscribe to the channel, will you? That's all I'm asking for. Just announce. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that button. And notifications. Very important. And if you haven't listened to this podcast, the big thing, Spotify, all of it. And we're going to do um, Sith Council later today. So I'm excited about that. It'll be 7 o'clock tonight. So join us there. And that's all I got for you. So that's it. That's the book of Boba Fett. That's, um, I love this episode, man. I'm very curious. I can't wait to see the conversation. I'm going to upload this thing so I can start, uh, start seeing what you guys are going to talk about. Let's do it. Comment. Let's, let's have a conversation. All right. Peace.